Blog Talk Radio. Do you watch Fox News all day? Are you dizzy from conservative spin? Are you a birther or teabagger? You might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia. If so, the only cure is Liberal Dan Radio. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Warning, Liberal Dan Radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice. Severe cases of barachnophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to liberaldan.com. If you want to join in on the conversation, it's area 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Or you can uh, join us in the chat room and ask questions, make comments in there. Or you can, if you're on the Blog Talk Radio page, you can also hit the Skype button and connect to the show via Skype, obviously. Or if you're listening after the live broadcast, uh, on the downloaded podcast, which you can download from Blog Talk Radio itself, or you can also download it from um, iTunes, searching Liberal Day and Radio on there. Uh, if you're listening after that, after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread on liberaldan.com. There's a lot of stuff to get into today. Uh, I need to uh, basically, yet again, prove Bobby Jindal wrong, governor of Louisiana. Um, But after a couple of weeks off, not doing headlines, either because I didn't do them or (laughs) because I took the week off, uh, I do want to start the show, get back on track, and start off with this week's headlines. There was another Rand Paul filibuster, and his followers used the hashtag StandWithRand to mark their support for it. Of course... That didn't stop other Twitter users from using their own Stand with Rand hashtag to mock said followers, including myself, but pointing out that standing with Rand also means that freedom, uh, according to Rand Paul, means that people should have the, quote, freedom to deny others the ability to enter into publicly accessible spaces, i.e. deny them freedom. Uh, but don't remind the supporters of that. They just get confused. President Obama broke a Twitter record with one million followers in the first five hours of him having the POTUS account. Racism, of course, ensued with various idiot racists dropping the N-bomb and tagging him in such tweets. Ah, Twitter. A wretched hive of scum and villainy, if there ever was one. Uh, Twitter, I guess, is the most icely of the Internet. And... There's actually more hard stuff to talk about later when it comes to that. Um, but, you know, people want to say that it was, you know, the election of President Obama. Conservatives will say that the election of President Obama is supposed to be the end of racism. Um, and for some reason, they, they say, well, and racism isn't over yet, so obviously it's Barack Obama's fault. Wrong. That's just dead wrong. Bobby Jindal made a fool of himself for the first time in the week uh, by claiming that President Obama isn't targeting ISIS leaders. On that very same day, uh, ISIS leader was killed by the U.S. government. 
thank you, Bobby, for making a fool of yourself in Louisiana. And we'll go into the second time he did that this week um, as well. Um, but before that, uh, Chris Barron, lead singer of... Uh, why am I forgetting this? Uh, oh, my God. Um, spin Doctors, thank you. Um, thank you myself, because no one else told me. Uh, Chris Barron, the lead singer from the Spin Doctors, uh, just followed my personal Twitter account, which is strange, uh, because of the fact that I hadn't followed him first, which means he, he sought me out and followed me. So I guess if you want to follow me on Twitter, just go ahead now. Um, I'm sorry. That was, that was terrible. Uh, anyway, so that is the end of this week's headlines, and I am going to be going into um, the... Uh, the main topic of the show today, which is Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal and his second time making a mockery of the state uh, that he supposedly is running, which I, 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 you know, I do not call him a leader because he does not lead at all. Uh, also, um, he, Louisiana tried to save itself today, or not today, but this week, uh, because they were trying to push forward another religious freedom bill. Now, if you've listened uh, to previous episodes of Liberal Dan Radio, I have discussed uh, the uh, these religious freedom acts, uh, that <coughs> why they initially started in the federal government, uh, why then they had to be enacted, they some states chose to enact them, uh, and basically it was for um, preventing government from stopping individuals from practicing certain religious rights, R-I-T-E-S, rights, uh, unless government had a reasonable and a rational purpose in doing so. Basically they had to have a uh, a compelling interest to prevent the act. Um, and they had to take the least restrictive means to do so. Take a wild example, if it, you know, if a, if a religion required you to go out and kill your neighbor's puppy, <laughs> government could step in and say, you know, you're not allowed to do that. And, you know, I don't know what the least restrictive means of not have, killing your neighbor's puppy by, you know, you know, other than providing a law that says you'll be punished if you kill your neighbor's puppy, um, seems to be a reasonable you know thing to do. Say so that you that you are not exempt uh, from animal cruelty laws in the name of religion. Um, so, uh, and Louisiana made one of these laws, and Louisiana specifically in the law stated that that this law meant to protect individuals and that the law was meant to protect um, religious institutions that were not for profit. So if you fell under a 501c3 and you were a religious institution, you would be covered by this non-discriminatory, um, or this, this law uh, basically said, you know, in, in the course of you doing your business as a non-profit religious organization, 
uh, you cannot have a, you know, your license withheld because you 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 know make take an action that is uh, discriminatory and based off of your religion and or but if a government can prove it has a compelling interest to prevent you from doing such actions um, then it needs to do so in the least restrictive way possible for example if, I guess if, if, a, if a church said we only are going to marry people within our church if you're you have to be a member of our church to get married and if you're a member of the church there are rules that you need to operate. We're not going to marry you if you follow the rules of our church. You know, and, and that is a reasonable thing to do because obviously we have uh, First Amendment protections that uh, allow uh, churches to only marry those people. Uh, I've used Al Copeland before as an example of somebody who could not get married in the Catholic Church uh, despite the fact that he was heterosexual, despite the fact that he got a divorce his first wife, because the Catholic Church didn't recognize the divorce from the first wife. They considered him to be still married until she died. Uh, but the state was fine with it. The state allowed him to marry twice uh, and divorce twice, um, or two more times after the state divorce. And then when it came time to the fourth marriage, the first wife had died, so therefore he could remarry in the Catholic Church for the second time, but under the state, he was married for the fourth time. This is why these things are different, and of course, this is an example why the church should be and you know remains free uh, to be able to marry who it wants, and why that wouldn't change with uh, gay marriage rights. Um, but you know, people who are for-profit businesses who are seeking to discriminate against people uh, because they are you know gay, um, and the Christian, and they and in if they want to be able to say, I'm Christian, I find homosexuality immoral, I do not want to serve gay people in my store. And people will say, they'll, they'll try to say, oh, no, well, that's not what it's about. They just don't want to participate. And I don't know how baking a cake, quote, participates in the wedding. It doesn't. It's silly. If you're the officiant, you're participating in the wedding. But we already covered that. Officiants can be free to choose who they, who they can, um, what ceremonies they're going to preside over uh, because of religious freedom. Because these people are typically, you know, not for profit, uh, but these cake shops are usually typically made as being for profit and not for profit. P h p r o p e f p h e t. I'm sorry, um, but these these and then the law in Louisiana specifically excludes or it does exclude them because of its definition of what a person is under RS-13-5234. So, say Louisiana, let's do this. Let's go ahead and take the first commercial break, uh, and I'll come back now that I've kind of set this all up as, as the history is, again, as, as a kind of a recap of that last show as to why you know, what those old rules are about and what the current Louisiana Religious Freedom, Protection of Religious Freedom Act did. Uh, we'll go into then what happened, uh, why Bobby why Bobby Jindal didn't get his way, and then how he's trying to get his way, and he's doing so in a, in a hypocritical way, a hypocritical way, a violation of the law, and just looking, making himself look really stupid. Uh, we'll be back after the break. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. 
Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budget Ears is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on ROJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica RW, and Autumn S. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from an independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. ROJS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. You can also uh, join the chat room, leave comments or questions there, uh, call the show via the Blog Talk Radio page while the show is live with the Skype button, or if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can go to the show thread at liberaldan.com. Um, before the break, I was talking a little bit about the history of these uh, Religious Freedom Restoration Acts. If you haven't listened to basically the whole show um, about that before, you know you might want to go back and, and listen to that as well. That gives you kind of a good primer as to the history of these acts, uh, why Louisiana has this act, and why the Louisiana Act is different than the Indiana Act that came up. Um, the specific reason was that it was only to protect in Louisiana to protect individuals and religious nonprofits. So, Louisiana, I thought, was going to surprisingly dodge a bullet because it was trying to pass an Indiana type Religious Freedom Restoration Act law um, and it died in committee. Even though we have, this is a very conservative state, and even though you have Republican majorities in both houses, somehow the committee managed to block it. And I was floored. I could not believe it. I thought this thing was as good as gold. I think this thing was going to be passed and that Louisiana would have another embarrassment that... um, Bobby Jindal can just tuck under his little cap and say, oh, look at me, I'm a warrior for all you Christian shoulders, soldiers, and I'm not going to uh, cave in to these liberals who want to go against your religious freedoms and yada, yada, yada. But he lost. But he didn't really lose. He At least he didn't accept the loss graciously. Instead, he signed the Marriage and Conscience 
executive order to protect religious liberty in Louisiana. Now, I'm going to go over all of these words. I'm going to read every single word of it because, you know, ironically enough, they're all very important. Typically, it's not the case with Jindal. Typically, most of it's fluff, but or at least most of it's important to get the context. I'll probably leave out a few words, but let's just go ahead and, and read over what he had to say. Um, following the House Civil Law and Procedure Committee's decision to return the Louisiana Marriage and Conscious Act to the calendar, Governor Bobby Jindal issued an executive order to protect religious liberty and prevent the state from discriminating against those with, quote, actually, well, all of this is a quote, but deeply held religious beliefs. What is a deeply held religious belief? That is a vague term that basically means as long as someone says, I believe it, then, it, they, then it's a deeply held religious belief. That's, that's pretty much it. I mean, you don't... You, you, Hobby Lobby was not required to prove uh, that their belief was deeply held. They just it was. They said it was deeply held, and they were given the benefit of the doubt, even though there was no reason to give them the benefit of the doubt. There was much reason to doubt them. Governor Jindal said, in Louisiana, the state should not be able to take adverse action against a person for their belief in traditional marriage. That's why I'm issuing an executive order to prevent the state from discriminating against people, charities, and family-owned businesses with deeply held religious beliefs that marriage is between one man and one woman. Okay. So, do you remember times way back when when Bobby Jindal was critical of a certain president of the United States. That certain president of the United States issued executive orders because the law like the DREAM Act wasn't passed. It failed. So then Barack Obama signed an executive order where he wouldn't enforce certain provisions on nonviolent people. Remember Bobby Jindal supporting that by saying that, that was legitimate use of executive authority? Me neither, because it didn't happen that way. Because he really does not believe that, and he really came out and said the opposite, that President Obama was usurping his power, or what have you, and he was that he was violating the Constitution and that he was, you know, breaching the separation of powers and you don't have the power to make blah, 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 blah. All the typical cookie-cutter arguments against Democrats signing executive orders were used pretty much by Bobby Jindal as well. He completely said that what President Obama did was wrong and now he's a hypocrite. Now, in reality, uh, President Obama wasn't wrong. And I would also say that, in general, Bobby Jindal has the ability to issue executive orders. He has the ability to direct his administration as to how they're going to operate on a day-to-day basis. He has the ability to use, you know prosecutorial discretion as to who he's going to go after. You can't prosecute every single person here that's here against the border policy, so what would Barack Obama do? What Should he target people who are, you know, children of people who brought 
them here illegally who are in school who are not committing crimes? Should he, he target those people or should he target like violent criminals? I would think that you would want him to target the violent criminals first, but no, specifically say, stating that you're targeting the violent criminals and that you're not going to target the nonviolent ones. That, you know, it's bad. You have to let the nonviolent ones live in fear that they might be deported any day now. Even though, in reality speaking, you really want him to target the violent criminals because those are the ones that are causing harm. The people who are not committing any crimes as children, parents who brought them here against the law. Those people aren't committing crimes. But it's not about that. But the point is, is that President Obama had every single had the authority to write executive orders. Bobby Jindal has the has the authority, I guess I should say, to write executive orders to direct his administration on how to act. So, even though Bobby Jindal's not Bobby Jindal's not wrong for writing an executive order, just generally, he's a hypocrite for doing so after parading President Obama for doing the same thing. So, huge hypocrisy there. Next, Bobby Jindal states, he continues, we don't support discrimination in Louisiana, and we do support religious liberty. These two values can be upheld at the same time. Yes, they can be upheld at the same time, but they're not currently upheld at the same time in Louisiana, because despite what Bobby Jindal says, Louisiana absolutely supports discrimination because Louisiana voted to ban gay marriage. And that law, that constitutional amendment, is still in effect and will still be in effect until the Supreme Court rules on it. And hopefully they will rule that it is unconstitutional and just squash all of those constitutional amendments and laws and everything. But at this, as it stands, Louisiana is a state that supports discrimination. Now, Louisiana tried to be a state that supported less discrimination or did at least would prevent more discrimination because it failed to pass that law, mimicking the Indiana law, but Bobby Jindal was inspired. He needed to do something as a good Christian warrior and, you know, protect us against the gays. Indeed, we celebrate diversity of belief in Louisiana. Diversity of belief in religious liberty are the foundation of our law and constitution, and they should be protected. As long as I'm governor, we will fight to protect religious liberty and not apologize for it. Well, I know, um, except Robbie Jindal is the one that's known to have said, I'm the person that asks forgiveness, not permission. So I guess. Uh, his not wanting to apologize for things, I guess that doesn't necessarily fly. Uh, not protecting religious liberty here because it's not. There's no religion that says you can't bake a cake for gay people for their wedding. Now, it's very clear. Now, I've brought this up before when discussing some other videos that have come up when it comes to these things. You can have. You can. You as a baker should be able to say, "Well, that's a design that I don't like." Like, if they want you to put, like, penises on a cake or something. I don't know who would put penises on a wedding cake. But if they wanted you to put penises on a wedding cake and you said, no, this is, I'm, I'm a Christian person, this is against my beliefs, then that's fine. But most wedding cakes don't have, like, congratulations, you know, Chuck and Bobby. 
uh, on your wonderful day. It's usually it's just a pretty cake with some decorations. Sometimes you might have a cake topper. They could say, well, look, we'll, don't make the cake topper and we'll just bring our own. And if that's, if that's what a business has wanted to do, I would have no problem with that, requiring the customers to place their own cake toppers on their own cake. That wouldn't be so bad. But, see, so Representative Mike Johnson, uh, who is supporting on this bill, I applaud Governor Jindal for this executive order. This executive order will go a long way to preserve the most fundamental freedom of all Louisianas, which is our religious liberty. Not all Louisianas, because fundamental liberties are being denied to people because they're gay. As was just mentioned a few weeks ago in oral arguments, the Supreme Court is incumbent on every state to address this important issue as soon as possible. It's a good resolution for our state, and now we intend to bring this legislation again at the earliest opportunity. Why do the legislation if you have the executive order? Well, A, because the executive order you know, can always be re- reversed by the next governor, and not that it will unless it's like John Bell Edwards who gets elected. But B, you know, most likely it might be Vitter, who most likely will continue on this type of executive order and will continue to do this thing until unless the executive order is proven to be false and bad. And Well, I've proven it already on Bobby Jindal's Facebook page to be incorrect. That's incorrect for many reasons. Well, first and foremost, again, this is not religious liberty. Again, Louisiana law protects individuals and nonprofits, not for profits. But he has a couple of whereases, talk, quoting the Section One, Article One of uh, Article One, Section One of the Louisiana Constitution. Um, he also says that uh, no state, no, no law shall be enacted respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Um, and we're in 2010. The governor made part of his legislative package and signed into law the Preservation of Religious Freedom Act. So this is a law that he signed, by the way, and he put forward and was signed into law. So he should know what this law is. He should know what this law does. Uh, government shall not substantially burden the person's religious. Yeah, let me start over. Government shall not substantially burden a person's exercise of religion, even if the burden results from a facially neutral rule or a rule of general applicability, unless it demonstrates the application of the burden to the person is both for a furtherance of a compelling governmental interest and least restrictive means of furthering the compelling governmental interest. Whereas Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act contains virtually virtually identical language eh, to prohibit the federal government from imposing a substantial burden upon a person's exercise of religion absent a compelling government. And so that's true. That is true. The, the, the state law was modeled after the federal law. Um, then he cites Hobby Lobby. In June 20, 2014, the United States Supreme Court in Burrell versus Hobby Lobby stores uh, expressly held that the Religious Freedom and Restoration Act of 1993 prohibits the federal government from requiring a, quote, person to act in contravention of a sincerely held religious belief, and that the definition of person includes individuals, nonprofit, or for profit corporations. However, that is the difference here is that this A, there was another Supreme Court ruling that ruled that the Religious Freedom and Restoration Act of 1993 
only apply to the federal government and federal controlled territories, did not apply to the states. Since it did not apply to the states, the states had to enact its own laws. That's why Louisiana had to make the Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 2010, because Louisiana was not covered by the Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993. That was the federal version. So, obviously, and if the federal version does not specifically state that a person includes individuals, non-profit or not-for-profit, then... But the state one does not. The state one does not include for-profits. But even if it is vaguely worded, because it was ruled that the Supreme Court, or by, ruled by the Supreme Court that did not that this law did not affect the states, then this ruling doesn't affect the states either. Goes on. Federal and state law each contained nearly identical expansive definitions of person. While the Preservation of Religious Freedom Act's definition includes certain terms, but does not exclude the more expansive state law definition. Person, Louisiana RS-110, unless it is otherwise clearly indicated, the word person includes a body of persons, whether incorporated or not. Now, I've already said, it was clearly indicated. So why did the Bobby Jindal decide to include RS-110 one colon ten in this executive order. I don't know. It just goes to show one example of why this is poorly constructed. It's defined in one USC one is in determining the meaning of any act of Congress, unless the context indicates otherwise. The words "person" and "whoever" includes corporations, companies, associations, firms, partnerships, societies, and joint stock companies, as well as individuals. Now, again, this is a definition. In Talking about acts of Congress, the Louisiana Protection of Religious Freedom Act is not an act of Congress. It's an act of the Louisiana legislature that was signed by Governor Jindal. So the definition of a person, according to 1 U.S.C. 1, is again irrelevant. So you get to a person in RS 13-5234, which is the Louisiana uh, the Protection of Religious Freedom Act. A person includes an individual and also includes a church, association of churches, or other religious order, body, or institution, which qualifies for exemption under, from taxation under Section 501c3 or D of the Internal Revenue Code of 1986, Public Law 9-5199-514, USC, Section 501. So, it is clearly indicated in the law as to what person means in the PFRA of Louisiana. So therefore, Louisiana RS 1 colon 10 is not relevant because it, it, it says unless it is otherwise clearly indicated. It says what the person is. But it is clearly indicated, so RS 110 doesn't trigger. Uh, US 1 USC 1 also doesn't trigger, A, because it's not an act of Congress, and B, because it's even if it was, the context indicates otherwise. So, we're already starting this on, on you know, well, it's, the, it's similar language, but it's not the same. The, 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 the language is clear in the PFRA as to what a person means. So again, next where, whereas it is of preeminent importance that government take no adverse action against a person wholly or partially on the basis of such person acts in accordance with his religious belief that marriage is or should be recognized by the union of one man or one woman, but that this principle should not be construed to authorize any act of discrimination. 
Okay. So you can't discriminate. Nice. Um, but then, specifically, government should take no adverse action to deny, revoke, exemption for taxation pursuant to RS 47287.501 of the person who is acting in accordance with his religious belief, disallow deduction for state tax purposes of any charitable contribution made to or by such person, deny or exclude such person receiving any state grant, contract, cooperative agreement, loan, professional license, certification, accreditation, employment, or other similar position or status, or deny or withhold such person any benefit under a state benefit program. Okay? Whereas the state should consider any person who would be accredited, licensed, and certified, but for a determination against such a person on the basis of that person's acts in accordance with his own religious belief uh, about the institution of marriage to be accredited, licensed, or certified for the purposes of Louisiana law. Now I, therefore I, Bobby Jane, governor of the state of Louisiana, by virtue of the authority vested by the Constitution and the laws of the state of Louisiana, <clears throat> do hereby order and uh, direct as follows. So we haven't even gotten to what his direction is yet. All departments, commissions, boards, agencies, and political subdivisions of the state are authorized and directed to take cognizance of the definition of person contained in Louisiana RS 110 when complying with the Preservation of Religious Freedom Act RS 13.5230-54242, the interpretation of virtually identical federal law contained in UN 1 USC 1. Um, it's holding that the federal government is prohibited from requiring a person, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that the definition of a person includes individuals for-profit or not-for-profit corporations. Okay. So here's here's the problem with this language. In order for Louisiana to comply with Louisiana RS-110 when complying with the Preservation of Religious Freedom Act, the, you have to identify a person as stated, unless it's otherwise stated in the, in the law. It's otherwise stated in the law. So... RS-110 basically says follow the definition of law, not RS-110. Section 2. All departments, commissions, boards, agencies, and political subdivisions of the state are authorized and directed to comply with the restrictions placed upon government action in the Preservation of Religious Freedom Act and including more specifically on the basis that such person acts in accordance with his religious belief that marriage should be recognized as the union of one man and one woman shall take no adverse action to deny all those things were discussed earlier. All departments, commissions, boards, agencies, political subdivisions of the state are authorized and directed to cooperate with the implementation of the provisions of this order. This order is effective upon signature shall remain in effect until amended, modified, terminated, or rescinded. So, what is Bobby Jindal asking or telling the state to do? He's basically telling the state that even though Louisiana law says otherwise, that person includes individuals, nonprofit, or for profit corporations. But there's nothing in the law that enables him to do so. If RS-110 said, regardless of how it's worded in the law, persons shall also include persons and corporations for profit or non-profit. If it said that, then he would be correct in his ability to do this, even though I think morally it's wrong. But he would be correct, and he he would be correct in, in in drafting this order and stating, "Look, you know, this is the definition of a person." But he's wrong. It does not say that. RS one ten clearly states you go to the definition of person in the law. 
So basically, Bobby Jindal is directing the state to not follow the law, to break the law, even. That sounds like malfeasance to me. He is... Bobby Jindal's executive order directs the state to violate the law. That's malfeasance. Plain and simple. I, I, I don't know how I can say it any more clearly or any more succinctly. He is encouraging or compelling people to violate the law. That's wrong. Not only is it wrong because of the fact that it's morally wrong because you shouldn't be discriminating against people. But it should this this action should be illegal, not because it's illegal for him to make executive orders in general, but because it should be illegal for him to make an executive order to tell his people and his administration to violate the law. That's and people are like lemmings or just following him off the cliff. Even though a recent poll came out showing that Bobby Jindal is less popular in Louisiana than Barack Obama. Say what? Seriously. I'm serious. Louisiana was polled and it was said that Bobby Jindal was less popular than President Barack Obama. Like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. So, it's ridiculous. Anyway, let me go ahead and take my uh, second commercial break. Um, don't have the uh, mid-show mid news break to go to this week. So, I'm just going to go ahead and hit the second commercial break and take your calls as well. If you want, area code 347-838-8368, uh, or you can click on the Skype button, or you can just go to uh, liberaldan.com after the show. Until after the break, this is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs. So should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. An Origami Owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is C-A-S-S-I-E-Z charms.origamiowl.com and contact Cassie today.
Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, from New Orleans, Louisiana. Call the show, it's 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Or again, you can go to the show page after the live broadcast and uh, give your comments, uh, concerns, questions, etc. over at liberaldan.com. I do also intend on writing up uh, my arguments uh, against Bobby Jindal. Actually, I already did in some form um, over on his Facebook page. So I pretty much just copy and paste what I posted over there and put it in a blog post with some links as some additional arguments, including the fact that he's committing acts of malfeasance in office because that's pretty much what I uh, what I believe. He's basically tell- he's compelling people in his government in government to violate his, the law that he had passed. He passed it. It's ridiculous. And people still support this guy. I don't know why. I mean, obviously, it's less so in Louisiana uh, than before. He, he's losing popularity, but he's he's still trying to be president. He's trying. Because believe me, this has nothing to do with Louisiana. He's just concerned about himself. He wants to make sure that everyone sees that he's fighting the good fight so that the nation can get behind him. And so when he gets attacked for doing what he did, he can then cloak himself in the flag of the Republican Party because, you know, party first, not country first. That's for damn sure. Party first is what they believe in. Um, politicians especially. Uh, he's going to wrap himself and try and get shielded from the attacks. They look at these mean liberals who are against religious freedom. They're attacking me for trying to stand up for your rights. No, we're attacking you because you're a dumbass who is, you know, urging people to violate the frickin' law that you had passed. I don't necessarily disagree with that law that you had passed either in 2010, because the, the reasons for those laws initially were to protect actual religious freedom, like, you know, religious rights, religious practices, not to allow corporations that are for-profit to use religion as a means to say, no gays allowed on your window. It's ridiculous. Because all someone has to do is say, oh, it's my deeply held religious belief that I can't serve a, a homosexual because if I serve a homose- homosexual, then, uh, then you know, that, that's it's a sin. I'm, I'm helping them sin. Why? It's my belief. Don't question me. It's ridiculous. And they don't even have to be right. Their deeply held religious belief can be wrong. You could show, look, your religion actually says this, which is the exact opposite of what you're doing. Nope, sorry, I believe this is my religious belief. That's my, I'm, say, I'm saying it's my religious belief, it's my religious belief, you can't say nothing about it. It's my deeply held religious belief. See how stupid that is? It's so dumb. Ugh. Frustrating. Anyway. Um, about 15 minutes, 15 minutes left in the show. I mean, if you're watching it live, you, you probably say, what are you talking about? You have 45 minutes left. But, you know, Blog Talk Radio doesn't allow me to extend shows if I'm running out of time. So basically the way I do it is I say I'm going to res- – I schedule for a half an hour over, and then I say, all right, well, I'll end the show early. That way I never run out of program. I think I did once anyway. I think we went long and we went to talk about the iron Entire hour and a half. That was humorous. Anyway, was two other things I did want to talk about. Um, 
the uh, oh, geez. this well first of all there's this restaurant in New Orleans and um the uh there's a guy who wrote in on his uh, slip uh sub caesar salad apparently it was it was uh it was credited or something and it goes sub caesar salad 100% dislike and then dropped the end bomb on the receipt and this is the receipt that was given to the person the person's first name and last initial is on the receipt this has been making its way around social media so quickly that I, like I posted the art, the uh, link to the receipt of a picture, and this, and I, w- I immediately went to go look up their Facebook page, and it, just as I was posting that, hey, you should uh, avoid Huck Fins until appropriate action is taken, uh, they then posted, uh, we, we have terminated this employee. Let's see. Oops. Um... And it looks like uh, it says started working at Huck Finn's Cafe. The first thing on the page that I can see, at least, um, New Orleans 2015 to now, New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay, uh, I think you need to update uh, your Facebook page um, because obviously you're not, unless for some reason that wasn't the guy that put it on there. Um, <sighs> Um, they responded. Ha! It still says waiter at the Huck Finns. Maybe he wasn't. He wasn't informed. Hey, look! I'm live Facebooking on the show. Lovely. Anyway, so that was ridiculous. Um. Should add him as a friend just to see. Hey, what if we're talking about you on podcast? Um, the one thing I would say is, are we certain that he was the guy that put the slur on the receipt? Perhaps the manager or someone else had access and did it. Um, again, because I'm not the type of person that. No, I'm not. I, I would rather wait. Again, this is another example of the internet, of where the internet um, will jump on things and not and not wait for details. Whereas I'm seeing that this is the person, and it says waiter Huck Finns, but I, I think we should wait to be certain to say, look, is this the really the guy, or was it somebody else who put that on there? I don't think somebody's life should be ruined if somebody else was the one that put the slur on the receipt. So that is the official stance from Liberal Day and Radio on that issue. Um, But more, uh, Google, if you put in Google Maps and you put in the N-bomb ending with A and not with E-R, house, in the search on Google Maps, it points to the White House. Now, don't tell me that racism is dead. It points to the damn White House. 
Now, how could this happen? The friend of mine asked, how could this happen? Well, if we all remember, uh, during the 2004 campaign for president, uh, because of John Kerry's horrible wording on his, you know, I voted for it before I voted against it, and didn't quite take the time to explain, I voted for the president to take appropriate action. I felt his actions were inappropriate. And actually, Hillary did that in 2003 when they were showing her quotes the other day. I was like, well, see, she had it right. Why didn't she? Why didn't he talk to Hillary and get good wordsmithing at that point? But unfortunately, he did not. He bumbled around. He kept saying, "I have a plan," and then he wouldn't say what the goddamn plan was. Anyway, the if you searched up waffles on Google during the time, it would the first hit would be John Kerry. John Kerry's campaign website, johncarry.com. If, for a while there, if you if you search for French military victories, it would say, do you mean French military defeats? I think there was something else. I forget what the one for George Bush was. There was, a, there was another one for George Bush. I don't remember what it was. But it existed. This is pretty much like search engine manipulation. Like, well, yeah, at least it used to be very simple to do. Like, it would basically look for how many links contain uh, that wording. So if I have a, if I have a link to you know liberaldan.com and I link liberaldan radio link it and and as the text that links the hyperlink that links to liberaldan.com and if you do that and if everybody does that, then the Google robots that go out. You know the, the bots that go out and, and search the internet and, and find these things. Say, so, oh well, so many pages are that say Liberal Day and Radio are pointing at this page. Therefore, that must be the top search result, and therefore we're going to. This is what we want to see. Now, of course, there may be other. I don't know the exact Google algorithm for it, but basically, it, and you could do it in secret. You could basically. You know, hide in like you know, hide the text as being you know the same color as the background, so you don't see it. So you have like a bunch, lots and lots and lots of different links on the same page pointing to the, and basically manipulating the search engine results to push that result up to the top. Now I don't know exactly how it works. Again, I don't work at Google. I'm sure some of their you know, some people are saying that some of it's open source, but I'm sure there's some of it proprietary that they can control or whatever. But and again, I'm sure Google Maps search works pretty much the same way. You put in, you know, uh, Chubby's, New Orleans, Louisiana, and it's going to find the chicken restaurant that I ate at tonight. So if enough people say, uh house, and point at that at the White House, then if you search for that in Google, what's going to come up? So, one of my friends made a funny comment, like, was that an Easter egg? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. But the point is, is that people would say that this is not racism, or this is this is this, or this is right. This this is not proof or whatever. Um, racism just. It's still alive and well in this country, and this is just one one other example, one other proof of it. Another proof of racism that exists in this country. 
how many times did I say that stand your ground slash self-defense laws only apply if you're white and don't apply if you're black? We got one more example of it in Florida. I believe one of the times where Stephen was on the show. Um, we were talking about this. And I think this might be the same case. If it's not, it's just another example. He was hit from behind. He went to the ground. He pulled out his gun. Um, Michael Giles, or Giles, G-I-L-E-S, an active duty serviceman, was given a 25-year mandatory minimum sentence for defending himself in the state of Florida. Defending himself in the state of Florida. Michael accepted an invitation to hang out. Uh, Knight took a final turn. Two area fraternity chapters began arguing and fighting inside the club. Chaos turned into a brawl involving dozens of people that spilled into the club's parking lot. Michael thought that during the commotion, his friends may have all gathered at the rental car one of his buddies had used to drive everyone to the party. He managed the vehicle but didn't find his friends there. Michael retrieved his legally owned handcuff from the glove box and resumed the search for his friends. I removed the handgun because the car was unlocked and people were walking between the cars. Despite the fact that he was not involved with the height, while Michael was looking for his friends, he was attacked from behind and punched to the ground, fearing for his life. He fired two shots from his firearm in an attempt to defend himself. His attacker was struck in the leg but not seriously injured. The gunshots broke up the fight. Michael said he went across the street from his club to get away from the people that harmed him. He was arrested shortly after the incident, charged in Florida State Court. Uh, there was little dispute over the facts of the case. The prosecuting defense attorneys agreed that Michael had been attacked. Even the testimony of Michael's attacker supported the fact. However, prosecutors argued that he did not meet, need to fire a gun and defend himself and charged him with attempted murder. If I wouldn't have had my firearm that night, I believe I would have been killed or would have been permanently handicapped right now. I was never one for trouble. This is the reason why I never had a criminal record before this offense. Ultimately, Michael was acquitted of the attempted murder charge, but a jury convicted him of aggravated battery. Because a gun was involved, the offense carries a mandatory minimum sentence of Florida's 1020 life law. Michael was sentenced to 25 years minimums as required by law, despite the judge's strong objections during trial. And again, at sentencing, Michael's judge expressed concern over the sentence. Frankly, I think 25-year mandatory is overly harsh on this facts of the case, but that's what the law requires. I have no legal authority to oppose less than that. Um, but, again, and there's another example where stand your ground or defending yourself rules are just only for white people. It's not for black people. If you're black people, you defend yourself, done. In the case of the woman who defended herself in Florida as well, fired a warning shot in the air, didn't even shoot the at the guy, shot near the guy, and that got her locked up for 20 years even though she was defending herself. She's black. That's what Marissa Alexander, I believe her name was. Yes, Marissa Alexander was her name. Uh, she was sentenced for 20 years in, per in prison. She was eventually released from jail, but again, she was sentenced for 20 years, and she was released to house arrest. She wasn't released from prison. She wasn't exonerated. She was let go. Why? Because. Because she is black, people are not allowed to defend themselves. Just like, you know, 
there was a there's a there's a video that a friend of mine who was actually a, a libertarian uh he shared it on my wall when I was had this discussion that you know if white people you know if a white a white person can open carry it, it showed a video basically there's two things there was a white person who was openly carrying a rifle I think it was an a r fifteen police officer came up to him calmly calmly casually uh, asked to see his identification. Asked the guy refused. Asked had had a polite conversation with the person. Did not escalate the situation. Just walked up to him normally, and just spoke to him calmly, coolly, and rationally. Well, maybe he didn't think it was rational because you know the reason was perhaps not rational, but it did not escalate. Then a black person walking down the street, same type of gun. Police officer jumps out of the car, pulls out his gun, hides behind the door, yells him to get on the ground, uh, put his hand behind his head, you know, drop the weapon, everything, blah, 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 and they confiscated the gun. Why? Because if a black person is holding a gun, it's not a matter of the Second Amendment anymore. It's just a thug or whatever. You know, thug is the new N-word. So, but if a white person's walking around holding a gun then it's A-OK. White person can go into a police precinct. We've talked about this before, too. White person goes to police precinct, goes in and grabs a gun from a comp vehicle. They, you know, t- ask him three times to lower the weapon, and he eventually does. And, and the police officer refers to him as a gentleman. If a black person did that, do you want to believe that that black person is going to be alive today? If a black person even thinks about going into a, ca- a car that has a weapon in it, they're going to shoot his ass. Don't tell me that we don't have two systems of justice in this country. Don't tell me that this is one of the reasons why uh, black families are living in poverty. It's just ridiculous. Ridiculous to state that they're not living in poverty because of the way that the justice system treats them. Anyway... That is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. I'll talk about probably about more of these issues uh, next week as well, as well as other issues. Um, I'm going to have a special, should have a special guest on next week. Um, watch, follow at Liberal Dan Radio, liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan for more information on that. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.